0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. You just uh, let the teacher teach something else. But how many of you know that the things we're learning are very good? Yes. Amen. Very fundamental to the faith. Praise God. It's good to see every one of you and uh, glad that you're in church today. Um, glory to God. Let's, let's pray to get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word In Jesus mighty name we pray All right. so this morning we're still continuing around the subject of Christian apologetics Which is basically teaching us uh, in defense of the faith And I'd like to say this very clearly That the Christian faith is logical The Christian faith is defendable The Christian faith Has validity It's not just that we were Burned into it Or you know I just decided To be a Christian It's not just about feeling We can love the Lord with our hearts Praise God We can love the Lord with our soul And we can also love the Lord with what With our minds So the faith is logical The faith is explainable the faith will pass through the test of science Through the test of philosophy And through the test of logic So that's an approach of the faith We're not very commonly used to But it's possible You know I've heard people say this all the time And it, 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 there's absolutely no sense in it But people say it all the time That you know uh, Christianity is a white man's religion Okay they say that it's a white man's religion And the white men brought it to us but actually when you, when you want to study geographically uh, Christianity is more of a Middle Eastern religion not, not even a white man's religion Okay When Jesus was taken out from Israel And he needed to be hidden from the hands of Pharaoh Where was he taken to? Where was he taken to? Egypt Oh you're not sure? I was taken to Egypt Is Egypt Which, which continent is Egypt? Africa, if you read through the pages of scripture You'll find a lot of African countries there Especially Ethiopia You'll find Ethiopia there, you'll find Egypt So uh, Christianity wasn't something that just evolved From the British or the Americans They were of course In terms of dispensing it And distributing it They were very instrumental in that In fact the first African artist to paint Jesus Christ Painted in black You know for him that's, that's the picture All right. and I've told you before The pictures of Jesus you see That you put on your The pictures of Jesus you wear And you put on your house And all of that You know that's not Jesus right? It, you know, that we should even start from that You know that's the picture of an actor yeah, So just be clear on that That thing first of all You just give people money You just bought It's like buying a Who is the top Nigerian actor now? Don't pretend like you don't watch Nigerian film. If you don't get the answer, we will close. Okay, who's uh, okay? I know p- people like Ramsey Noah. Do they still act movies? They don't act anymore. Okay, who is? That's why I asked you who is acting. The last time, the last time I was intact was during Karashika's time. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but, but but it's like buying. The, it's like Ramsey Noah acts acts about Jesus, and then you buy Ramsey Noah's picture and wear it. Okay, so just throw those things away That's not Jesus Will a morally good person be saved? That's the question we want to answer this morning If somebody is morally good Will the person be saved? Even though he doesn't accept Jesus So we want to answer that First of all, I'd like to say this There are two schools of thoughts uh, When it comes to humanity Atheists who don't believe in God do think that humans came as a result of what? Pay attention to the background. They feel humans came as a result of what? That means humans came as a result of evolution which means that their great grandfather, not ours, but their great grandfather is ape and chimpanzee Okay, so they believe, you know, humans evolved Ape, chimpanzee, and then they evolved to become a human being Okay, that's the theory of evolution Then you also have the big bang theory that it was just this big bang, bam And the universe came into place So, atheists believe that That's the foundation So they don't believe that there is a creator So, atheists believe that there is a what to creation Please pay attention to that, what Christians believe that there is a who to creation 80's believes a what Which can either be evolution or the big bang And we believe that there is a who To creation Which is Genesis 1-1 God created the earth That's why in the first two studies We've gone on to establish the claims That Jesus made while he was on earth The claims of his resurrection The proofs of his resurrection And if those claims are true That means everything else that Jesus said Is also true Next Sunday we'll look at Sola Scriptura One of the five foundations of the Reformation Why the believer's authority Is vested in the scripture We'll look at how the scriptures came together Why the scriptures are authentic We'll look at some of the things that people would say Would account for errors in the scriptures Actually there are no errors in scriptures They are more of perspective And the writings through the writer's uh, Human personalities We'll look at all of that on Sunday Why are we doing all of this? Because at the foundation of of the attack against the Christian faith At these backgrounds. So if somebody believes that This world came into being Because there was a big bang Or there was an evolution Then the person does not find it uh, Worthy To have a moral standard That can be judged because what now happens is that When you say that a person is good The first question I want to ask Is who is a good moral person How good is good What do you define as good That's the first question What are the standards Of you saying you're good So I'll give you a typical example I'll go through history There was a time in this part of the world That twins were killed Right How many of you were there then I know you were not alive, but were you aware? Right? That twins were killed. How many of you know? You know that twins were killed, right? Was it good or bad? Who told you it was bad? Why did you, why did you, why did you say it was bad? Because what? It involves killing. No, but if you ask that man who killed the twins, he will tell you that he was doing good because he was, when twins were born... It was bad for the society. So when they killed twins, they were purifying the society so that the gods would not be angry. If you speak to that man, he wasn't doing a bad thing. So why do you think it's bad? Speak to somebody who is a homosexual, a gay person. I will tell you, I was born this way. I have feelings for men, and you say it's bad. So why would you say it's bad? So that means that if there is no exclusive creation, truth becomes subjective. Truth becomes subjective in the sense that if we all agree that this is okay for us, it becomes good. Which means that without the foundation of a creator, you cannot determine good. Because what now happens is society comes together And good becomes subjective And what you call good to you Is bad to someone else So there must be an absolute standard Where good and bad is measured So at the foundation of saying that A good person can make heaven A good person doesn't need Jesus Christ To go to heaven It's an underlying philosophy Where we deny the fact that there was a creator I'll give you another example Let's say uh, I'm thinking of a, of a practical example. Now, I'll just give you another practical example. Now, there are societies where they don't find anything wrong with having the gay lifestyle. And they say, it's okay. And it's fine. And you feel, no, that's not okay. The question again is that why do you feel it's not okay? They think it's okay. So, that person you're saying is good, who determines the standard of that goodness? Because if there is no creator... Then there can be no standards. Do we agree? Someone has to set the standard. Because if nobody sets the standard, that means whatever is okay with you, like we just said about the killing of twins, then it's fine. Because the man will tell you, listen, I'm doing this for your good, I'm cleansing the land. And making sure that the evil does not come upon us. In fact, they will get angry for you to think that you are doing... And thank God you were not alive then. They would have killed you. Yeah, and today, listen, they will not feel bad in their conscience. Because they have told themselves what they are doing is good. So, good can become subjective to a man. Because he can, he can whine his conscience. To feel that everything he's doing is good and it no longer becomes evil. So when you say someone is good, I'll give you another example. You have this guy, single guys, single ladies, single, all the single ladies, yeah, this guy is dating you, buys phones for you, buy all your do for you, enough, you know, makeup. Beautiful guy, awesome guy, great guy. But this guy is changing figures in his office and stealing from his boss. Ask a very simple question. You don't know. But is that guy good? Would you say he's good? Hmm? Don't, worry, don't worry. God is not writing this against you. Just say your church mind. According to my worry people, will you say that guy is good? If you ask the boss, will, you, will the boss say that guy is good? So is the guy really good? But you just said he's good. You, do you see what I'm trying to say? See, what I'm trying to say is this thing we call goodness, if there are no absolutes, it becomes debatable. So, when you sit and say, this guy is a good person, he doesn't go to church, but he's just very good, what you have done is you have established your own standards of goodness. And if you flip that person on the other side, maybe they meet with somebody else, that guy will say, this guy is an evil genius. So we must agree first of all That there must only be one standard To what is good Because if that is not done Good becomes subjective Alright Is the standard different for each person? Most likely in the eyes of those Who have determined for themselves That they are good moral persons It's a standard that each of them has set for himself Undoubtedly it has been set At a level that they know they can reach so what happens is that somebody says this is good Because of a standard they have set for themselves And they know that this, you know, this is a standard I can reach And so they set that for themselves Okay. We have a right to believe whatever we want to believe But what, whatever we believe does not necessarily mean it is right I repeat that again We have a right to believe whatever we want to believe But whatever we believe does not necessarily mean it is right In Mark chapter 10 and verse 17 Mark chapter ten, verse seventeen, if you read from verse seventeen down to verse twenty seven, the story of the rich young ruler comes to mind. Now the rich young ruler came and, and, and says, uh, as he was setting out on the journey, a man ran out to him and knelt before him and asking, "Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus turned to him and says, "No one is good except God. No one is good except God alone. Now something is happening here. The man came to Jesus and said, good master. And Jesus says, no one is good except God. Now, what was Jesus trying to say by that answer? Jesus was now saying by that answer that being good is not a matter of actions, but is a nature. That goodness cannot just be defined alone in the matter of what? Actions, but what? by nature you understand why I said that because the man who went about killing the twins did an action that you would consider bad but he tells himself it's good because he wants to cleanse the land or the guy who stealing from his boss to take care of a lady or do something or do something would justify and say well I'm working so hard and they are not paying me enough so I'm balancing off are you following this? Now, it's, it becomes the fact that we cannot just weigh goodness by actions And I'll show you from scriptures as we progress People who were good by their actions, but they needed to be saved And this is very critical for us as believers Because what we find out is that the world is pushing our boundaries The world is pushing us constantly And we constantly have to review our beliefs all the time Because the world is all out against us Against the very foundations of our faith So God says, Jesus says No man is good but God So goodness picks a whole new meaning That is not just about actions But nature And I'll give you a very simple example as we go If God is is to determine What constitutes a good moral person Then everybody Have already failed that test Romans 3.23 You know the popular verse of scripture Go to Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 It says For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. That means everybody is a sinner. And if if the standards of goodness are the standards of God have established, that means nobody meets that standard. It's very clear. It's very clear. All have sinned. Now I'll give you an example. Some of you are kids here, and if you don't have kids, you were a kid before you became an adult. <laughs> So you can testify. How many of you know that children lie by nature? If you don't know, that means you've never had a child. You know Did you teach your child how to lie? And you know what? You're, you're, you're two years old now. I think you really, really, really need to know how to lie. There's this course. The guy is good. He will put you through. I want you to become a master liar. Did you ever do that? Did you do that? No. But how did the child find out how to lie? Huh? Nature. So, by nature, that child is a sinner. Even though you've never taught him sin. And someone says, Where did he get it from? He's from you. <laughs> not from me. It's not my child. It's your child. So when we look at the father and the mother We know that the human nature Passed through them Which makes all men sinners Now this is, this is important That if all men are sinners Then regardless of their actions Then no man is good Because goodness Jesus redefined Was not by actions But by what? Nature This is, this is, this is vitally important Because if you make it just by actions I've given you two examples Somebody's actions can be good And they say it's okay for me But if it's a question of nature Then the person has to accept the sacrifice of Jesus To become what? Righteous Because the qualification for getting to heaven The qualification for salvation Is the acceptance of that sacrifice Now if somebody say well I'm good I don't want to accept that sacrifice What that person is saying is listen In my sin nature I am self righteous But then It now boils down to the fact that Does that person believe that there is God Does that person believe that uh, There was a God who created the world And set the standards of measurement Are Are you following what I'm saying So this is it. eh? Listen very carefully and pay attention to this. When people argue against the Christian faith, you have to be very logical about it. Especially for people who are educated, who are read far wide, and have seen all kinds of things. You know, those people are... um, They are two extremes. You know, people who are wealthy, they have resources, there's really nothing. You can't... Breakthrough can't be the message you used to want to get them. Okay? They are okay. They are fine. When those people argue... About the Christian faith Or about the things we do in the Christian faith The argument is always based on something Right Even if they agree that there is God They decide to serve God At their own terms So they'll say You know what, I worship God in my house No, you cannot call somebody God And then you decide how to worship Him If He is God He tells you how to worship Him are you following what I'm saying? And then I have people do all those kids And then people talk about I mean, I've, And I've met people it, My greatest prayer now Is that God will raise ministers of the gospel Who will defend the word of God Because I see things going on And I'm asking how did we get here You know somebody says We don't need to gather together in a building We can serve God in our house That's how the, the church in the book of Acts started Did you just hear yourself? Started Not finished Did you read history? These were guys that Nero set fire on Rome and said it was the Christians that burnt Rome. You know what it means to be a believer in the book of Acts? Your family will ostracize you. You say, oh, today in the book of Acts, everybody brought food together. Whatever they had, nobody had possession. You think if you do that today somebody will go to work? I mean, we push things up without understanding the context. Those guys were absolutely persecuted. If you became a Christian, your family could throw you out. They couldn't put signboards there and say, this is where we're meeting. They would kill them. You think the way we even practice Christianity, even, listen, I served in the North. I served in Zamfara State. I served in Zafariah 2006 when it was the peak of the Sharia stuff. Right? The peak of the Sharia Lord. That was when it was just introduced. We would have Bible studies in Mafara, and they would be stoning us with stones. We had to make sure that our Bible studies were a bit hidden. Huh? Then even as coppers, we couldn't snip, snap pictures with our fellow coppers and hold their arms. They were girls. We couldn't get on the same bike with a girl. You think when you now, when you now, you are having Christianity in that kind of Place you will now say you have love feast All the sisters, you will now hug them You will meet God <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Now if I write in that context I'm not saying that's how everything should be done There was a cultural context To the book of Acts It was a church that was being built And then people reference that And say, you know what, today's church Has vaccinated, we should go back to the book of Acts Do you know what made them to quarrel In the book of Acts? Food they were distributing food and the guys quarreled. First Corinthians. There was a guy there in the book of Acts who was sleeping with his father's wife. Do you want us to go back there? I mean, so the Bible has to be read in context. We've got to understand this. If not, somebody will push that narrative... And walk away from the church And say I am serving God No, the Lord tells us not to forsake The gathering of ourselves together If there is a creator He gives us the rules of worship Are you following this? Right Now James said in James chapter 2 verse 10 He says that if a man Keeps all the law, And he's stumbled In one point he is guilty of breaking all the laws. And for your information, the basic laws the Jews had to keep were 636 laws. Over 636 laws. Basic laws. Okay? So that cannot even amount to being a good person. If you kept all the laws. If you kept all the laws. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's very funny. People say, oh, Sunday is our Sabbath. Eh? That, Sunday that, is their, that Sunday that is their Sabbath. They will wash. They will cook. They will go for a birthday party. They will bake. They will do hair. They will sew. Go and read what the Sabbath is. You're not supposed to even light fires. That's the Sabbath if you want to keep it according to the law. So, what you discover is that people just pick what is good for them. That's where I want you to go. They pick what is okay, pick what is okay, mix it together, and build their own religion. And just say, this is fine. So, I'm a good person by establishing their own self standards. And the scripture says that our righteousness is like filthy rags in the sight of God. Now, all three people share three things in common. All people share three things in common. Let's look at these things. Number one, Acts 17. Every person who inhabits the planet Earth was created by God. This is foundational. Acts chapter 17. <laughs> you know, when you talk about the human nature, people are very funny. People say, oh, this person is a good person. I tell them, you know, this person is a good person because certain circumstances haven't unveiled them. How many times do we vote people in, in office? Right? With all the wonderful promises. And by the time they get into office, I don't know why Christians believe politicians. I, I, don't, I find it hard. And I, I, I feel very sorry for ministers who when it's election time, they go and put their whole the integrity of their ministry behind the politician. It just means you're not studying the word of God. No, that's the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even if the person is a Christian, I, I have to, we also have to define that. Because what we also feel is that many people who go to church are Christians. That is not true. You know, I've heard people say, if all the Christians in Nigeria... Why is Nigeria like this? No, there are not many Christians in Nigeria, sir. Don't be go- There are many people who go to church... They are not many Christians We have to be clear on that We can have 6 million Who goes to church on a Sunday It doesn't mean that we have 6 million Christians in Nigeria Some people are Christians because they have to Feel something in the form. Are you following what I'm saying? Some are in church because they have to get A good wife Some are in church so that on Sunday They will not be at home There are people whose wives drag them to church Will you call down on a Christian? I mean, no, let's be honest Would you call that one a Christian? Say, ah, you have not gone for three Sundays now. Say, hey, is it? okay, let's go now I mean, would, is that one a Christian? That's not a Christian now That's just somebody who is filling up the chairs in church So we must understand this That we cannot subject Christianity to church attendance That's very important Because the proof that a man is a Christian Is he has accepted the Lordship of Jesus And works by the commandments of Christ That's a Christian I asked them in the first service. I said, imagine if they had to run a forensic on everybody who calls himself a Christian and check the source of our finances. How many people will come clean? Let's be honest. I'm not even talking of politicians who steal. I'm talking of masons and all these people who go and buy fake things for people. Hmm? You want to repair a chair for somebody. You know this is the original. You charge money for the original. You go and buy the fake and fix the chair. You are still a Christian, right? Answer no? You are still a Christian. That, you see, that's where the issue is. I mean, you are still a Christian. I mean, we can go through all of it. You will just realize that, listen, this thing called Christianity, some of us carry it so that we will mark presents. But what they are teaching in class, we are not hearing. You know, you have classmates like that. They will never miss any lecture, but exam time, they will not ask you. say, this this, this the man teacher. <laughs> Hello, but you in class now? In class <laughs> now? He said, "No, no, no. It's not clear. You were in class. You must present, but you didn't hear the teachers." Why is it that Jesus would say this after every time he taught? He that has ears, let him hear. Why would Jesus say that? Was he talking about this family He was talking about this. He was talking about the heart to hear. So what I'm trying to tell you this is this. When we say goodness, we're not just talking about actions. When we say Christians, we're not just talking about people who come to church. We're talking about people who have received the teachings of Jesus and they have become what? Disciples of Jesus. I told my wife something yesterday, and, I t- and I, 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 I'm going to start it from next day. And I said, I don't teach on marriage a lot. And you know the reason I don't teach on marriage? is because we have a very warped concept when we teach marriage from the pulpit. You know, when we teach marriage from the pulpit, 90% of the messages are on what the woman should do. That's absolutely wrong. Yeah, absolutely wrong. Efficient, submission, submission everywhere. I mean, it's wrong. It's, 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 it's a teaching that... And that's why you see... I mean, um, forgive me, but this is from my heart. You know I love you. You see, that's why we see that. If you see where they are praying for marriage, it's women that pray. Yeah? I posted some things some days ago. Even when we say, let's pray for the fruit of the womb, it's women that come out. What about the man? And you realize that sometimes more men have more issues than the women. But they can never come out because they are, own. They are as far as they are men, there's no problem with them. It's only the woman that is believing. We carry a man picture. Hold the master, pray for my husband. Why? Because we have taught a listen, we have taught a message on marriage that makes the man not to be responsible spiritually for the atmosphere of the house. Because once anything goes wrong, we blame the woman. We'll say, but it's not like that. You see, when God came to Abraham, He says, I know that Abraham will command his children to walk in my ways. He says, love your wife as Christ loved the church What's that love? It's unconditional, it's selfless Unconditional means that no condition needs to be met For you to love your wife That's the marriage we should teach in church Not if you come, giving food on time if you come, And then you, you are married And you are not competing with a small girl outside Because of what has been taught You are old, you are wearing miniskets All your, 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 your stuff are, and, and then you are, you are just in this, in this anxiety all over Tracking phone, tracking... You are not born again. And how do we do that? It's past us. We can't, we can't say, hold your marriage. You must hold your marriage. What's the man doing? I'll start next year. <laughs> now, I'll start teaching marriage next year. I'll start next year. Listen, if, Listen, I'll tell you this. If 90% of men understand the truth about how God holds them responsible for their marriage, homes will be okay. I'll tell you this If my marriage fails It's my fault It's not my wife's fault If I understand that it's my fault Who would work the more? Then <laughs> you now see Also all what you are doing is sheet, flower, perfume you, 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 you are 50 When you should have rest? You are still doing what you were doing 16 years ago because you don't want the man to go outside. And we teach that from the pulpit. What do you mean by Christian man going outside? How do you say that? It's an abomination. People we should call, put in front of church and flog. It's not teaching that you flog them. That you see, in this place, you don't behave like this. Then you and why is the reason? It's very simple. The men do more of the giving. So if we teach things like this. It will reflect in our money. It will reflect in the account. It's simple. It's simple. Our honest is all of us now. As women, are you not the one praying more about the home? When men pray, what do they pray? Have you seen them pray? Lord, keep this marriage. Except it has gotten to the Christ. If a man is praying about marriage, know that. <laughs> know that. Ah, huh? like the man ask. Ah. Huh? what will people think of me if this woman leaves me? If you hear a man say, Lord, this marriage, you know that someday. You call it, what is happening? You even ask what's that. It's not a normal prayer point. Do you agree? Let's leave that marriage issue. Go to to Acts chapter 17. Go to Acts chapter 17. (coughs) Go to Acts chapter 17. go through scriptures. What did, where, what did Joshua say? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What did the Bible say in Acts chapter 10? It said, Cornelius and all his household were saved. What did the Lord tell Abraham in Genesis? I know you will command your children. Have you seen anywhere in scriptures where God was speaking to the house and he speaks to the woman? Every time we mention household salvation, you see the man. That's scriptures. That's Bible. We are not talking about relationship teaching by 21st century. We are teaching Bible. Where a man knows that he is spiritually responsible for the house. And that's why even though Eve partook of the fruit, it was Adam that was sent out of the garden. Because that's his responsibility. To transmit teachings. So if you do this, you would realize that a lot of spiritual responsibility rests on us and it will shape the way we walk. Praise the name of the Lord. So three things in common Every person who inhabits the planet was created by God Acts 17 Verse 24 to 26 The God who made the world and all things in it Since he is the Lord of heaven and earth Does not dwell in temples made with hands Nor is he served by human hands As though he needed anything Since he himself gives to all people Life and breath and all things so you need to understand this That God gives to all people Life, bread and all things Please, this particular scripture we are reading Pay attention to it It's a key scripture where you want to talk about The creation of man Especially in the, Old Testament, in the New Testament sorry. And he made from one man From one man, every nation of mankind To live on all the face of the earth Having determined their appointed times And the boundaries of their habitation That they would seek God If perhaps they might grow up for him to grope is like to walk in darkness and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist. And even some of your own poets have said, For we are also his children. Being then the children of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the arts or thought of man. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent. This scripture is very interesting. I was coming back last month from worry and I was on the car with this guy, uh, and uh, an elderly man. And he, he was talking about pastors. He said, "Oh, I don't like pastors. I don't like all this." And he was talking, talking, talking. So I said, "Oh, why don't you like pastors?" He said, "Ah, you know, our like culture, our like culture that is okay. Pastors will come, and, and then, yeah, of course, you, you know that man has anger against pastors." So I told him, I said, "God never, God was never against culture." He said, "Eh." So I, I read this scripture to him. And I explained something very simple to him I said, listen, look at what the scripture says In Acts, he created every man He created all things So I asked him, some, I said, whatever you put on your masquerade Is actually a creation of God I mean, all of you know Your masquerade is your uncle You understand that? It's somebody you know Right? So he goes off for four or five days Before the feast Then they carry a mirror And they break the mirror in pieces It's the same mirror you are using in your house It's just that this one is broken Huh? Then, red cloth, the same red cloth you wear, but they cut this one in pieces. Then, they take palm front, the same palm front you will sit under every day, right? Then, they take wood, the same wood you use to do anything. Then, they build this thing and put your uncle inside. And then, everybody starts getting, you know. And what happens is this because we're created in the image of God, we infuse power into that thing. Instead of that, to lead us to God it leads us from God. That is the issue with culture. Culture is not bad if it leads us to God. But if it leads us to a place we look at nature, we look at culture and say, wow, how amazing God is. It's like I said, some of the most beautiful services I've been in my life is when I go to African nations where I don't hear the language. And I hear them, for instance, in Kenya, singing in Swahili. I don't have an idea what they are singing, but you can just sense the mightiness of God. When you look at culture and it makes you look at, wow, behind this... There must be someone who created all of this. That's good about culture. But if you now look at culture and it leads you away from God. From serving the creator to serving the creature, That's when culture is bad. Look at what the scripture says. It says, being then, verse 29. Being then the children of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold, silver or stone. Or an image formed by the art or thoughts of man everything we worship within the context of African traditional religion is based on these three things. It's divine either infused in gold, silver or stone, or an earth or a thoughts of man. You know, my grandfather was on the other side. So there was a time I engaged him on this. You know, he was talking about sacrificing, appeasing the gods and everything. I said, See, the challenge between your gods and mine is that you have to do this every market day. But my god paid the price. Once and for all So I can be free from this You see Christianity is logical This thing is not just It's not just that Yeah, It's not, it's not fickle It's not it's, it's highly intellectual If you want to go that route it will, it's, There are answers To every question If you will be diligent enough Praise the name of the Lord So we know that every person was created Number two Every person has sinned against God So we know from Acts chapter 17 that out of every one of us, I'm sorry, out of one man, every one of us was created, right? And that man sinned. So therefore, the sin nature passed down to every man. The sin nature passed down to every man. Now, this is it, right? That's why I gave you the example of the child who grows up lying. Okay? If you observe naturally, your children pick up negative things more than positive things quickly. Why? It's that nature. You know, there was a scripture... (laughs) You know, women are very compassionate Women are very compassionate And bless God for mothers Very compassionate when, G- when God was comparing himself About how generous he is He said, if a woman cannot forget a suckling child He will not what? Forget us But you realize that in the scriptures In Kings You find two women who because of her famine Killed Their children, right? Have you ever thought of that? Yeah. that a woman, have you thought of it? How? If a woman would do that? So say, ah, how far? He say, there's inflation or things are tough. We say, ah, I get one chicken now, <laughs> and then he had to cut the child. Think of it. I know it's gruesome, but think of it. Huh? Cut the child. pretty pray the head. He said, the hand this way. She'll say, said, okay. <laughs> and then of course he said women, but we've many people eat, and they didn't know what they are eating. Eh? was <laughs> something you can eat food and not realize because it's looking like meat. That's why sometimes you ask what oh, what is this about. <laughs> okay, so 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 I mean they finish eating. I say ah, see, this thing is good though. I say, ah, thank God for everything. It's not by power. <laughs> and then it was time to kill the other child. And the woman said ah no 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 no. And the woman said ah, after you have eating my own. <laughs> and you realize that if they had done that thing successfully without it being recorded we we'll would never know that a woman has the capacity to build her own child hmm? and yet when you see that woman you say ah, this woman is nice hmm? very good woman but within that woman that is good is the capacity to cook a human being are you following this now? Because what we judge as good is just what we see on the surface. So God even says hmm, that when you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery. So somebody can be focused. Ah, oh, this guy is paying attention. Guy oh, just focused. I just like the guy, not distracted. Meanwhile, he has pulled the woman's clothes. That's how intensely focused he is. But on the outside, you can't read that. What are you going to say? This guy is a good person. Can you see that this thing about goodness is subjective? That's what I want to make you see. When you say someone is good, it's highly subjective. It's based on your definition of what good is. So, if if it's subjective, then there's a problem. Because you cannot... Qualified people based on subjective things, because if it's good to me and it's bad to you, then there are no standards of judgment. And that's what humanity wants. Humanity wants that there will be no what? Standards. They, they are not absolute. They don't want absolutes. They want whatever is comfortable with the flesh. Humanism. When their self is more exalted than God And I have to say this all the time And I'll cry as loud as I can So people will get it Christianity is essentially not about us It's about God We cannot even make ourselves The center of our faith God and Jesus is the center of our faith So every person who inhabits the planet Was created by God Every person has sinned against God Now every person finds themselves Separated from God And deserving of his wrath Romans uh, Romans 3.23 And Romans 6.23 So because we have all sinned We are separated from God And we are deserving of His wrath Romans 6.23 Right? Because that's the wages Of the sin we committed What? In Adam I want you to understand this So every human being on this earth has come under that wrath. Under, so, whatever... Listen carefully now. Whatever acts come out from that person, even though we say it is good, it is not good because the person still has what? The nature of evil. Are we clear on that? Do, do we understand that? Alright. Now, Acts chapter 4 verse 12. How is, this, how is this situation remedied? What's the solution to this? Acts 4 12. Salvation is found in no one else For there is no other name under heaven Given to mankind by which we must be saved Please watch the use of words We must be saved So it means that the solution to this Is the fact that There is one name given That every man will find salvation in that name That is why I started teaching this series The way I started Especially the resurrection of Jesus The proofs of the resurrection of Jesus and the reason is because If people doubt all of these They will not be able to comprehend this And you see you have to You have to be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt That The word of God is true What Jesus said about God is true And therefore the claims That is written in the scripture is true And then you can bet your life on it Ephesians 2, 8-9 Says we must never forget that salvation is not in good works Right? The apostle Paul wrote for By grace are ye saved through faith And that not of yourself It's the gift of God Not of works Lest any man should boast Not of works Lest any man should boast So being right with God Is not based on your works And we need to be careful of this again Because that's almost where the church is heading towards where we are proponents of good works without preaching the message. And and see, sometimes eh, I, and I feel sorry, I feel sorry for, for us because sometimes we we feel like we're wiser than God, and it's very amazing. And I've heard people say, you know, just do good works to them, don't even mention church, don't even mention Jesus, and at the end of the day, they'll come and ask you about your God, and then they'll be saved simple question. Of all the good works we are doing, how many people have come to ask us? What did they come to ask? More good works. The scripture says the foolishness of the cross, of the message is the power of God unto salvation. You say no. It's rice and beans. And so you have people in church who who don't even understand the message of salvation. There is a message to be heard. There is an understanding to be gained for a man to be saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a message to be heard. There's an understanding. Man has to know that in, in myself I am depraved and I cannot help myself. That's what brings him to salvation. And I'll show you from scriptures good people who Jesus ensured that they, they were preached to before they became believers. So we must not be carried away. I mean, it's good to do social works, I mean, bless people here and there, but we must never replace that with salvation, preaching of the gospel. If not, what we'll have. Is fat sinners on their way to hell, sponsored by our own money. That's why today we find it comfortable helping people and not preaching the gospel to them. Say, so I don't want to bury anybody. If, if, if you want to believe God, you believe God. If I don't want to believe God. And, and, and that's a believer talking. We just leave everything to people's emotions. We leave everything to people. Do you understand? And it's the same thing with church. God says, this is what we want. You no, know, pastors will bend. Pastors will bend. And at the end of the day, we have so much entertainment centers. Hmm? Oh, people's attention span is low. Reduce the message to 30 minutes. A time will we come, we'll just say, preach the message, record it and send it. We'll listen when we're free. we say it's okay, that's what people want. No. No. If we're going to build convictions, if we're going to build people who understand why they are believers in the first place, it'll take a lot of work. What did Paul do in the school of tyrannos? Was preaching and people were, were not accepted. He took the believers aside and for three months was teaching daily. Was teaching daily every day, every day for three months. Not that today's Bible story. Tomorrow's prayer meeting. The man was teaching every day for three months, ninety days. Word explaining scriptures. When people say, "Let's go back to the book of Acts," is how we can share rice and beans again. That they go back. That people brought all their money together and they share property. Uh, no one has property for our brothers. If you, your car is my, your, my car, your salary is my salary. That's the one they see. They don't see where they say, okay, fine. Let's go back to the book of Acts. For the next 90 days, we'll come to church daily. So that we'll be taught. They don't see that one. Because again, we cherry pick from scriptures what suits us. And that is a big problem. If we're going to defend the faith, Every passage of this scripture must mean something to us. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, Ecclesiastes seven twenty. Just write those scriptures down. We'll move on quickly. Ecclesiastes seven verse twenty. It says, uh, "No one is good. Yeah, there's no righteous man on the earth who continually does good and who never sins." Solomon said that. Isaiah sixty four verse six says our righteousness is like filthy rags. Okay, so you see that all men have fallen short of the glory of God And we all need redemption Okay, so whatever Whatever Ecclesiastes 7.20 Then Isaiah 64 verse 6 Okay So all our, our righteousness are like filthy So whatever good works come out of that Nature Is not good It's from an evil nature It's not good So Something has to be done about that Let's look at examples of scriptures Alright? About people who were good But they still needed to hear the message uh, Let's start with Cornelius, Acts chapter 10 Thank you Jesus God is good Acts chapter 10 <laughs> uh, Thank you Father You know, uh, what's going on In Afghanistan And uh, you know, uh, some some Christian missionaries were reached out to some missionaries' organizations that I have inside knowledge of. They reached out to the couple if they wanted to leave with the whole evacuation thing they're going. And they said, very simple, God sent us here. God hasn't asked us to leave. So we're still here. Do you think that conviction comes from emotions. It doesn't. It comes from a man who is convinced that God sent them there. Praise God. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying what I read in social media. This is people I know that work there. Isn't God sent us here? We're not living. You know today, it might look very funny, but you know today, if a believer has two jobs... One is more pain, one is less pain. You know, they don't even pray to find out if God wants them to. to. You know, they don't even. They don't bother. Uh, if I, the way you are laughing, I know you will not bother. You say, Pastor, what are you praying about? it? It is clear now. It is, it, it's your prophecy that God is bringing you to pass. <laughs> hmm? Or somebody wants to do something. You know most times people will not even consider will, will we get a church Where we are fed the word of God It might not be a consideration This ah, is everywhere We will be sending messages You see as a child of God Your life is not your own Understand it It's not your own And if we really understand these things It will be easy To walk with God It will be very easy to walk with God the struggle we have in working with God is that we have our own plans, we have our own deadline. We, you know, our life eh, is marked out. If our God is almost like a disturbance, say God, if not, if I not fear you, I know what I would have stolen. Where I will be, oh, I'm warning you. If you don't give me breakthrough in two years, I will establish myself. And that's the child. Tra- God is almost, is almost a distraction. Just take him out. I know that. I know what to do. You even hear people say, I've been in this faith for three years. I know what my mates, who are not Christians, are doing. And and they say that with a tone of regret. It happened to David. David said, I was envious of the wicked until the Lord showed me their end. Hmm? There's nothing you're going through today that we don't have in scripture. That's why next month I'm going to teach how to go through fiery trials. We have a Christianity that teaches us that once you are in God, everything will be okay. The Bible doesn't teach that. As far as we are in this earth, the scriptures say you will have tribulations. It's a constant. So, when God has said you will have something, prepare to have it. It makes life easy. There's nothing about that you won't have troubles in this life. No, 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 no. why not? You will have trouble. That's why you are alive. It's part of life. It's constant. Challenges will come. So, it, it, instead of burying your head in the sand, you brace up. And learn the key to victory. He says, be of good cheer. You'd have many tribulations, but I've overcome the world. We must never raise believers who are fearful. We must never raise believers who cannot stand up for the faith. In the days to come, our faith will be under immerse attack. Immerse attack. Immerse attack. And we need to be ready. We we need to be sure of it. If If we were told... 20 years ago, 30 years ago that would come to a place in our nation where people will be beheaded for their faith and people will be killed for being Christians would say it would never happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, people are not joking with whatever agenda they have. People are not joking. People are not joking. And, and I say that all the time. We, people are not joking with this agenda. Hmm? Go and check how many followers our brother and sister, Brobisky, has. Millions. Who, who, is following, who is following? His brother and sister. I don't know. Eh? Who is following him and she? I mean, and then. And, 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 and you think that's just okay? Just trying. Ah, okay, but that's an agenda being pushed. And you see, every time you go on his page, he's not showing you pictures of lack he's not showing you pictures of somebody suffering what is he trying to tell you, even though I have this lifestyle I'm better than you and what does that do to you after the many years I kept myself look at you. She's making money And then, no, I mean, it's simple These things subtly do something to our And then we begin to look at God like God is not good Because a standard has been said that although it's ungodly And you say, oh, that's a choice Fantastic, according to the scriptures You also have a challenge with how, God go- how good God has been, been to you Because you're comparing yourself to someone else who is not of the faith are you following Are you following this? These things are very subtle. And I've had to address these things in certain forums. Because I hear people say, if this musician can be flying a private jet, why can a preacher not fly a private jet? The first thing is that logic is very... You cannot be putting those two on the same platform. If you need a jet, like it is a good one, just say you need it for the gospel. To now compare light and darkness because of airplane is wrong comparison. Are you following what I'm saying? Because, listen, and I know why I'm saying these things Because when we see those people We don't see the need for them to be saved It is what they have that we want Are you hearing what I'm saying? We don't, see, we don't see that the person needs to be born again No, he can keep his lifestyle He has this amount of money We also need to have it To prove that our God is a good God No, the first thing God wants to prove to every man Is that he is created over that man And for that man to be saved And every child of God That should be the foremost agenda You have on this earth And I'll tell you the simple truth As I'm standing here before you Don't have a problem with anybody having a private jet It's their money, it's their choice It's whatever they want to buy Somebody buys a private jet for me Will I take it? The yes is since yesterday Simple Are you you hearing what I'm saying? If you see these things as just tools To carry out the mission You will not fuse about it but that's not where I'm going. I'm not defending anybody. Where I'm going is that let's stop making comparisons of people who need salvation and putting them on the same platform with people who dispense the eternal life of God. The first thing anybody should be concerned about is that that person needs to be saved. That regardless of what a man has on the outside, if he's not born again, God calls him dead. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, we should take our discussions as believers from these ephemeral things. So, let's go on. Acts chapter 10. Now, there was a man, verse 1, a Cicero named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian cohort. Look at this. A devout man, one who feared God with all his household and gave many alms to the Jewish people and prayed to God continually. Acts 10 1. You know the whole story. What happened? God has to send him to Peter Send Peter to him And say listen Let words be spoken to you So that you might be saved Let words be spoken to you So that you might what? Be saved the man was good. He was devout. He was fearing God. I mean, I was saying in the first service, there are many homes, Christian homes, that this thing cannot even be said about them. Praying continually with his household. Giving many arms, fra- Afraid of God. This guy was a good guy. I mean, nobody in the right sense would say this guy is not a good guy. But he wasn't saved. Are you hearing? God had to send for Peter. Peter had to come against his own wish. <laughs> And began to preach the message of salvation to him And then he got baptized And he was born again Good works do not qualify a man to be saved Listen A man can fear God A man can pray with his household continually A man can give alms, But if he has not accepted the message of Christ And has seen his own depravity And accepted the righteousness that comes from Christ ah, The man is not saved Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm giving you scriptures. I'm not using external people. I'm giving you scriptures. People from the Bible. That have to receive the message. And that is why when we want to get people born again in church. We need to be careful. We don't need to rush people with salvation. They must understand the message because, you know, sometimes it's funny. And and, and I've had this engagement with preachers. You know, people will just preach. You know, preach. And say, oh, as you are going home today, as you are going home, as you are going home, a car can just jam you. Where will you end up? Where will you end up? If it is you, will you not come forward? (laughs) Let's be honest now. I mean, you are sitting there. Somebody finished preaching. And say, as you are going, this might be your last time. I might not see you tomorrow. I mean, guys, you will come quickly. Have you understood the message? You came out of here. Have you understood why you need to be born again? You don't understand. The faith was meant to raise disciples. You know what a disciple is? <sighs> uh, i was reading a book. I think it was uh, my, my sister brought body from the U.S. for me. Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Naba Qureshi. I was born into a Muslim home and was researching about the Christian faith. Let me tell you what convictions are. Let me tell you a man who believes what he believes. That if you come from a good Muslim home, good Muslim home that are Muslims, not, you know, the way you also have fake Christians, you also have good Muslim homes, eh? and you get born again, hmm? if your father is really a Muslim, he will disown you. Yeah. That's what convictions are. He will dis- he, that is, he would rather... You are disowned and he keeps his faith That is conviction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Conviction is not saying, eh, this is my child. Okay, oh no, no, that's not you're not here you convinced. It, because the man feels that this is the way, you have gone in another way. I'm just giving you an example. That's why you see that when people from that faith come into the faith, they are zealous because they know where they are coming from. And they know that, see, there are two ways It's either God is holding you or you are gone And that is what conviction is So it's not just about the good things you do It's about being sure of a message And in the days of temptation That's what will hold you Praise the name of the Lord Let's look at another, another person I'll just give you the scripture reference, you can follow them um, The eunuch hmm? Ethiopian eunuch, Acts chapter 8, verse 27 This man was came from Ethiopia. So he got up, uh, and there was an Ethiopian, you know, a court official in Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all our treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. I was returning and sitting in his chariot. I was reading the prophet Isaiah. And and he says, Do you understand what you read? And the man says, No, I don't have understanding. And then from Isaiah, what happened? Philip began to preach the message to him about Jesus. And then the man has said, what stops me from being baptized? He got the message. But remember the man? Who was this man? The guy was a high-ranking official. He traveled to the national conference in Jerusalem. He was even reading the book of Isaiah. Let me ask us the question. Do you think even me as a pastor, if I see a man like that, I will think the man is not saved. <laughs> the man traveled all the way. Huh? Reading the Bible. Rich guy. I mean, what else? All you know, just make the guy a deacon. See, our representative in Ethiopia. But then he needed to hear the message. Why am I showing you all of these scriptures? It's because, listen, religious works does not equal even they're not even equal to goodness. If a man is not saved, if he's not born again, then we have Saul of Tarsus. You know, Saul. Acts twenty three three to sixteen. Saul was zealous towards God. Acts twenty two verse three. He lived in all good conscience Acts 23 And verse 1 You can just write the scriptures down He was zealous towards God Acts 22, 3 He lived in all good conscience Acts 23, 1 He was Hebrew of the Hebrews Blameless according to the law Philippians 3, 5-6 And then he advanced the Jewish religion More than his peers Because he was zealous for the tradition of his fathers Galatians chapter 1 Verse 13-14 to And you know what happened? When Paul was killing Christians, in his mind, he was doing good. I'll go through the scriptures again. He was zealous towards God, Acts 22.3. He lived in all good conscience, Acts 23.1. He was blameless according to the law, Philippians 3.5-6. He was advancing the traditions of the fathers, Galatians to 14 What happened? He was still not saved. Jesus had to encounter him. So you see, if you were as good as Paul, people would even say you don't require salvation. Two things we must understand about the perfection of Christ. So you can put that as the perfection of Christ. We'll do two more scriptures and then we'll So first of all, why do we need to accept Jesus? Remember what we read in the book of Acts. That the name of Jesus is the way by which everyone will be saved. Number one, Christ was sinless. The Bible teaches us that the Bible established the fact that Christ was sinless. Isaiah 53, verse 9, Isaiah 53, verse 9, 2nd Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. Then Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. we we'll, we'll get getting scriptures to establish the sinlessness of Christ. Isaiah 53.9 2 Corinthians 5.21 Hebrews 4.15 1 Peter 2.22 1 Peter 2.22 And 1 John 35 The Bible says no deceit 1 Peter 2.22 say says who committed no sin Nor was any deceit found in his mouth So Jesus committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. He challenged his accusers. Number two points on the sinlessness of Christ, the perfection of Christ. He challenged his accusers to find fault with him. And they could not prove him guilty. John 8 46. He challenged people. Nobody can drop that challenge. Hmm? Challenged people to, to find fault with him. But they couldn't. Therefore, if Jesus was sinless and no man could find fault with him, therefore, he's therefore the only way to God. He's therefore the only way to God. You can write these three scriptures down. Jesus being the only way to God. There are no many ways to God, please. There's only one way to God. Jesus is the door, not one of the doors. John 14 6. John 14 6. Acts 4 12. And first Timothy two five. John fourteen six, Acts four twelve, and first Timothy two five. It says no one come to the Father except by me. So the way we can be accepted Jesus uh, by God is accepting the sacrifice of Jesus. What are the three key points? Let me go through the scriptures again. He is therefore the only way to God. John 146, Acts 412, First Timothy 2:5. Praise God. One of the things you can do is get the message and listen to it again, okay? Let's go back to it again. Listen to it. Key points. What are three key points we need to establish number 1, to think that one can be saved as a good moral person is to think that one can be saved apart from the blood of Christ. To think that one can be saved as a good moral person is to think that one can be saved apart from the blood of Christ. Number 2. This means To think that one can be saved as a good moral person is to think that God needlessly and cruelly sent his son to die the worst of deaths. Wednesdays we've been having interactive Bible studies. We've been asking questions, allowing people to share, watching a few clips around the subject of what we're discussing. And on Wednesday we watched the crucifixion of Jesus. We saw how gruesome that is. See, if people can get to God without Jesus, it would be wicked of God to put Jesus through that that death And at the end of the day Is not, not needed Imagine putting your only son Through a gruesome death And then at the end of the day It was a useless death If God would allow his only son To go through that It shows that that's the only way By which man can be saved Number three To think that no one can be saved As a good moral person Is to think that he can save Sorry To think that one can be saved As a good moral person Is to think that he can save himself Making both God and Christ irrelevant Now, if I can come to God without Jesus, it just simply means that I've made Jesus irrelevant, I've made God irrelevant. That means I can come to you on my own terms. If I say, you can only come through this place through this door, and then you refuse and come to the window, and I don't say anything about it, it means I've made this door irrelevant. That's what it just means. So if a person can be saved because he's morally good, it means the sacrifice of Jesus is irrelevant. And Paul said, we dealt with that in part two of In Defense of the Christian Faith, that if Jesus was not risen from the dead, then our faith is in vain. Then if Jesus is risen from the dead, it means that somebody has to believe his death burial, and resurrection. I'll give a quote by a Christian leader, and then I'll give you two scriptures, and then we're done. These days... This is a quote. It's not just that the line between right and wrong has been made unclear. Today, Christians are being asked by our culture today to erase the lines and move the fences. And if that were not bad enough, we are being asked to join in the celebration cry by those who have thrown off the restraints religion had imposed upon them. It's not just that they ask we, that we accept it, but they now demand for us to celebrate it too. I, I, I don't know how to make this appeal, but as Christians, we, we've got to be careful. Yeah? You've got to be careful And I say this, you know I feel for ladies a lot And the reason I feel for ladies is Sometimes even as ladies We, we, we the, 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 I don't know how to put it But sometimes we don't even find our identity From scriptures, I'll give you an example You know there was a time where the men were not Performing in Israel and there was chaos everywhere And God raised Deborah God raised Deborah to so stand up Right? He didn't raise Deborah to fight for women rights in that sense. He raised Deborah to fight for the nation and to rescue the nation. Every time you find women who stay committed to the purpose of God, God will put them in places they thought they would never be in to change. Why am I saying this? You know, and I see sometimes all most of our comedy skits that comes out, it has to do with you know. I mean, there was one guy who is a great guy, and he was doing some things very funny. And then the next thing you know is. Is either about laughing at a woman's backside or a woman's front side. If there is a joke and a woman is not inside, if it's not about cheating and trying to cover, then it's not funny. You know, if there's an advert where they're not chasing one woman, and, and then you just ask yourself... How society reduces people that God created to just becoming a symbol of that, and you know, we even find that funnier, and then we even share it. And you push, and you're just and then you're not asking yourself what's the what's the philosophy behind this? And I want to say this. I'm I'm not a prophet, I don't stand in the office of a prophet, I'm a Bible teacher, but I'll say this, right? I told my wife four years ago, and she's beginning to see it, and I said, Listen. If society wants to deal with our conscience and reduce our conscience and bring certain things to play in society that will become very normal, they'll use three things. They'll use the movie industry, they'll use songs, and they'll use fashion. They'll use the movie industry, they'll use songs, and they'll use fashion. And gradually, as we begin to, I mean, with this whole gay movement and all this going on, that's just one of it, the other extremes, going on, this is what happens. That character begins to play out in the film. The first time I saw it in the film, I told her, I said, you see this thing, it's just one character. Watch as films are produced, the character will begin to multiply. What's going to happen, right? What's going to happen is that people will feel comfortable with it. i like, no, we can't judge you, that's your lifestyle. Become accepted. And then you began to find guys who were dressed like ladies, you know, like, oh, yeah, this boy is funny, oh, he's very skirts. You will laugh. Then later it becomes an established pattern. And I and I showed her, I showed her someone we know. I was showing what they saw, and I showed her four or five pictures of guys wearing skirts. And I said, It's just I'm just sharing it. There's nothing. Just hold on. And I'm telling you, in the next couple of years. That's what we'll be grappling with amongst our young people. It's simple. That's how... I mean, go study sociology. That's how society is infiltrated. Media. These things are not joke. The enemy is on rampage. He's not joking. He's not joking. And before you know, that infiltration comes, and then we're like, oh, it's okay, that's what you're... And then before you know, liberalism and humanism gets in. The lines are blurred. And like this man said, we're not only called to accept... We are now being called to do what? To celebrate. Hmm? Simple example. I'm not telling you. I mean, you're adults. You can have your choice where it is. I know people have been crucified over this social media. What's the first edition of Big Brother, right? Very first edition. was exciting. What's the goal? Get people together. Let's see how they are behaving. And then, I don't watch. You watch subsequent editions. And see, the thing is, the first edition opens your heart a bit. Second edition opens your heart a bit. And before you know, and then cohabitation is normal. It's, it's just a game. Ah, ah. People, people cannot get together again and just have fun. No problem. No problem. What's that doing to our conscience? And then you struggle. And I tell you this, right? I'll tell you this. I'll say this. Hmm? When that show was about to start, we are trying to put TV in our guest house. So I asked the guy who does the STV call. He said, oh, Pastor, if you need to buy the STV now, please, oh, quickly, oh, buy it now. I said, why? He said, oh, this show is about to start. So they've crashed the prices. So they crashed the price. So more people can buy. And he says this. That this is the time we have the highest subscription even people who have not subscribed for months prices reduce they reactivate subscription and then you are feeding on that Morning Afternoon, 24 hours. You are even debating this one with me. I've studied this show. If you look at last year, look at this year, I've studied it. And then what happens? You are not, then you now start supporting people based on your tribe. This one is a worry man. I know we not they carry last. And then you now start, you just get in behind that evil and you push it with energy, with energy. And you forget what is doing to your conscience. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Keep this message as a record Watch the next five years Watch the next six years And watch how that thing degrades And how people's hearts are opened up To this thing We're not only being pushed Against what Jesus told us We're now being called to celebrate it And we all have a Responsibility where this is concerned 2 Corinthians 10 Paul says For not he that commends himself is approved But him whom the Lord commends Not he that commends himself Is approved But whom the Lord commends Second Corinthians 10 18 So what happens We can't commend our own goodness It's the one that the Lord approves That is commended Whom does the Lord approve The one that accepts his sacrifice Praise the name of the Lord Let's pray Next Sunday we will deal with Sola Scriptura the authority of the scriptures, Father, we thank you for instructing us. We thank you for great grace that's administered to us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that the light of your word will shine forth. You would help us to stand for you in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, Amen. Praise God. Um, I want us to get our offerings ready Let's get our offerings ready And I want to especially thank those of you who are giving Constantly and consistently To the local church Thank you Your gifts are appreciated The blessing of God rests upon you Because of your generous giving We can Preach the word, pay the staff Get the local church running I want to challenge you If you're here and you don't give consistently I'd like you to pray about that and see how the Lord leads you. But I would encourage you, this local church is blessing you, this local church is of a blessing to you, endeavor that you're giving consistently to help us preach the gospel and do what the Lord has called us to do.